Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As you may already know, not all movement practices are designed in an equal way. In the Lit Yoga Method, we help you retrain your brain and body to move better for everyday life. Through physical therapy drills, yoga, functional mobility, core stability, and flexibility, the Lit Method rewires habitual movement patterns and postural imbalances to help you feel stronger, more energized, and more balanced, both on and off the mat. Our online platform, The Lit Daily, is designed for easy convenience with a robust offering of class types, so you can boost your energy while getting stress relief. Improved brain wiring means you will move with more ease and efficiency because we teach you the how and why behind movement choices, not just poses for the sake of poses. All movement teachers on the platform are certified by LIT and share a common language providing education with clear cues that give you the needed reinforcement for enhancing your movement habits. Thousands of students in over 50 countries get lit to feel more confident, more powerful, and more alive. We offer two subscription options for all levels and bodies. The Lit Daily option consists of over 500 classes in our library, with so many categories I can't even list them, but some include short on time, injury prevention, stress reliefs, and different body parts. There's also a Tuesday and Thursday live class that's streamed on the daily, and there's always a class of the day to help you take the guesswork out of what class to do. Lit Daily members also get 50% off the monthly workshops. The Lit Prime subscription offer has everything in the daily plus over 20 weekly live Zoom classes with Lit teachers providing real-time feedback. This is wonderful for community and to get your feedback from a teacher for your own alignment. We also get free monthly workshops in the Lit Prime option. Both of these are streamable right into any TV or device through an Android, iPhone, and iPad apps. Movement changes everything, and when we move better, we feel better. So sign up for our free two-week trial and see how getting lit can help you feel your best today and for years to come. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monthly Motivation. This month's topic is about how your body communicates with you and why you should listen. 
I think we all know that's a good idea. We hear about this concept of listen to your body, let it you know, tell you when you need to rest or tell you when you need to move. But the question is, are we really doing that? Are we listening to our body? Because our bodies have this innate, incredible capacity to get information and then let that information be known in terms of what we might need, whether we're hungry, whether we are in the early stages of an injury. You know, you might start to get some aches or discomfort or a little bit of swelling. That information is gathered by our body and through our mind because our mind and body, rather our brain, but the perceptions in the brain through the mind are interconnected. And they rely on each other to process this information. So when there's a breakdown and we're not actually listening and responding, then we might be tuning out things and not be keep not helping ourselves be in balance. And that happens a lot in today's society. I think there are a lot of things that we consider kind of normal, you know, acid reflux, poor digestion, having chronic pain or chronic fatigue, and we will go to the doctor because we don't know what, what that means. We're just experiencing it, and we often will get prescribed something. And I think a lot of the research, and this is both in physical and physiological and psychological research, is showing us that if we tune into our bodies before they get to this kind of more elevated uh, help state, then we can keep ourselves more in balance. We can keep ourselves functioning and optimizing health. And I think all of us want that. But we have, many of us have uh, high stress lifestyles, or it's certainly a high stress environment that we live in in this modern day life, where there's a lot of quick fixes. And we tune out quickly, you know, whether it's we grab our phone, or we get a message, you know, when we're at the gym, just push through that. We're not enabling ourselves to really fully listen to what we need. And I think a lot of preventable health conditions and certainly injuries can be prevented by listening to our bodies. How do we do that? Well, Dr. Manan Bolliger says, people often limit their healing process, whether it's from arthritis, chronic pain, or multiple sclerosis by abdicating their power to their diagnosis. The path to help means, path to health means discovering what really needs healing, rewriting the stories that don't serve us, honoring our body, and reclaiming our path back to joy. And she really goes on a lot about um, experiencing chronic pain and how we no longer really pay attention to the warnings and we mask these warnings with pain medication and we we look at pain as like an enemy and we blame our bodies for failing us. And if we stopped all that and took the time to listen and awaken our body's innate power, we would be so much better off. And I think it again goes back to this in our modern day life we want quick answers and quick solutions and sometimes this idea of like slowing down and learning how to listen to your body feels like way way more work than just getting a prescription or some kind of quicker fix 
again, prescriptions are great when they're needed. This isn't about, this isn't black and white, but this is about how do we tune in to give ourselves a fighting chance to feel the best? Because we know our bodies have a huge amount of information and understanding of what's going on. We, as young people, we knew that, you know, we would, when we were hungry, we would eat. When we were tired, sometimes we would fight off sleep, but that would be for another reason because there would be entertainment around. But our, we knew when we needed rest. And now we might be living with chronic tension in our neck or in our back or um, tension headaches and fatigue. And again, you know, going back to like, you know, stomach or reflux, you know, all these things that are kind of common conditions in this modern day life. And we don't really know that there shouldn't be there. It's not our body's fault. Maybe if we were listening a little bit better, we would catch these things before they became a stressor for the body and for the brain and for the mind. It's all connected. So it, we, at the, you know, starting off here, before I go into an acronym, because this is, there's so much information about this. So I needed to compile it for myself in an acronym just to be organized because I think the big take home here is listen. We need to listen. Okay, how do we do that? Here's the acronym. Well, L, we have to learn about ourselves. How many, if you had to raise your hand right now, how many of us are operating on autopilot a lot? Meaning, you know, you're just, you get up, you do these things and, and you know, it's 5 p.m. and you couldn't really necessarily say everything that you did during the day. There were big pockets where you were, I don't want to say checked out, but on autopilot because our lives are very full and our schedules are big and our routines can be, uh, be tell we're listening to our routine more than we're listening to our body. So this is a huge thing. We, if we're so busy with our life that we put our own health as a secondary or even at the bottom, then we're, we're definitely not listening. We're not learning about ourselves. And to listen, we have to know more about ourselves. What, what is it that we need? What do I need? You know, when we were all young, we knew, like I said, we knew what we needed. And as we got older, we became more uh, influenced by society, by friends, by work, by culture. And we stopped listening to ourselves as much. We might have lost that mind-body connection. You know, it might be that you are feeling like you need to be doing, even if it's an exercise, let's say everybody you know is doing CrossFit. Remember that was a big trend. It might still be out there. And you're going to just do that even though your body doesn't feel prepared for that. Well, that would be a, a very quick example of not really listening but by being influenced by something else. So... To listen, we have to learn, like, what is it that would make you happy? Is If CrossFit makes you happy, great. But if walking in the woods is going to help you learn more about yourself and forge a greater connection in mind and body, then that would be what you should be doing. So we have to be first mindful and really truthful about what it is our body is telling us. And often that is that we have to slow down to do that. 
we have to learn about our body. We have to learn like when I am doing this movement, it I feel great during it and I feel great afterwards. When I take a 30-minute nap, I feel so much better or I feel way more fatigued. When I eat this, I notice how it makes me feel. I feel nourished or I feel bloated. You know, we have to really learn and in that we're pausing and actually seeing kind of the effects of things on us and whether or not that makes us feel joyful, balanced, harmonious, and all the things. And we don't want to wait until we're exhausted to try and figure out why we got there. So learning about yourself is pausing, maybe asking the question, how am I today? Uh, Am I sore anywhere? Am I breathing well? Am I overly caffeinated? Did I sleep well last night? Or did I toss around a lot? What does my stress level feel like today? What am I excited about? Those are some simple questions to kind of check in with you. No one's going to answer that better than you. And you might feel really remote from that place of knowing. But start to... um, you know, connect feelings that you have, sensations, with uh, an emotion or an event. If you, if somebody asks you to do something, like go out to dinner on a, in the middle of the week, and you feel like kind of this, I don't want to say a, a clinching in your chest, like you feel like you want to go but you, there's something in you that doesn't really want to because you're like, I just want to go home and sleep or I just want to be you know, be to myself. Sometimes we do things because we feel guilty or we're going to have FOMO or something. But if we start tuning in, like that first response was the honest you response. That's you learning about you. And I, this is, I, I give this example for myself because I remember when I used to be invited to things and I would I would say, you know, I should go. I should really go because this will be great to socialize. This will be great. This is when I had a yoga studio to get out and about and meet other people and let them know about the studio and connect. But I would start listening to myself. And and I would say one out of five times, I was actually really excited to do it. And the other times I wasn't. And I really started to realize like that doesn't bring me a lot of joy or energy. So It's just pausing and starting to connect to the sensations that your body is giving you that you might not be translating in your mind yet. So a tight muscle, a little headache, a little butterfly in your stomach, a, um, a tension in your chest, a clenching in your jaw. What are these little signals that and feedback that your body might be giving you to tell you about a situation or a person or something that's happening? And to, do, to really have this stronger mind-body connection and learn more about yourself, you need to give yourself time and you also have to give yourself um, some patience, right, and practice. It might mean every morning you wake up and for 10 minutes you just sit and you just do a body scan. You, you check in, like learning, like how do I feel right now? You know, I... Knew, knew a long time ago that I was not really a morning person, but I really pushed myself to get up in the morning a lot. I didn't have any major effect by it, but over time, 
I stopped doing that and it's worked well for me. And I kind of wonder what I would be like if I had just ignored my own, my own, you know, rhythms, circadian rhythms of like, I'm not jump out of bed early in the morning and get going. So I listen to my body. It needs more rest. It needs that time. So learn more about yourself. And it's because you, that's who you're with. You don't, there's no comparison of what somebody else is doing or what somebody else should tell you you should be doing. It's really learning about yourself. And do those check-ins. How are you feeling? How does this situation make you feel? Is this something you really want to do? We have all the logical things that tell us we might need to do something, like it would serve our, you know, it's, it's serving our community or serving our professionalism, but we also have to really give ourselves space to honor what our body and our spirit needs. Okay, that was L, learn. I is a big one. Interoception. Interoception is, you might have heard of proprioception. This is different. Interoception is the ability to perceive our internal body sensations. So that's some of those feelings like the little butterflies or the muscle tension, but it's also your breathing and your heart rate and your hunger when you need to go to the bathroom, those type of things. These, these, these are our internal body signals. And we, we should be able to kind of tap into those pretty readily, it would seem. But a lot of people don't have a heightened what's called introceptive awareness. And that just means that you are noticing and aware of what's going on in your body. And remember, the noticing is kind of like learning and paying attention because you can't do something about what your body is telling you if you don't first listen and notice. So this introceptive awareness is really important. If our body is sending us signals and we are not getting those readings uh, and responding to them, we're not having the most intelligent, it's called somatic intelligence, and we might not have the most introceptive awareness. So the more conscious we can become of these different messages that our body gives us, and the more those influence our behavior and our energy and our vitality, then we can increase that interoceptive awareness. And it's the research has shown that we really can increase it. And, and does it have some real life advantages to have this higher kind of sense, you know, this higher IA, they call it? It is related to better decision making, as well as better regulation of our emotions, food, and weight. And this is Dr. Andre Schultz from the Self-Regulation and Health Research Group in the University of Luxembourg, who's been researching interoception for 15 years. And Dr. Schultz says a low IA is related to lower resilience and certain mental health conditions such as depression. So again, it's really a it's fabulous to know that we can do something about this. This is an intelligence that we can improve, that we this is awareness. This is um, a state we want to bring into high, you know, a higher state because we want to have that skill of emotional intelligence, of being able to recognize what it is we're feeling. So when we learn about ourselves, we're going to associate some of these sensations that we have in our body with emotions like that elevated heart rate or that clenching of the kind of 
in the chest, like I was talking about, like not actually wanting to do something that I am signing up to do. So we, the more we connect the emotions with the sensation, we're going to have a better emotional awareness. And in terms of the decision-making, Dr. Schultz says <laughs> exactly this thing. Imagine saying yes to something when you really wanted to say no. How would you register this discrepancy? You'd feel it in your body as some stress-related symptom, letting you know you're out of alignment. And so this is so important. This is exactly what I felt too. And I know you have probably felt this, that if you don't want to do something and you agree to doing it, and I'm again, talking about something that's optional versus like you have to do it for work or, you know, some other um, kind of cause, then then you're, you're going to feel out of alignment. But if we listen to it, that, that feeling, and then acted on it, we would, have, we would have more alignment. We'd feel more congruent with what our body is telling us. And so if you know you're low in this body awareness and could benefit from getting more in touch with your body, Dr. Schultz says the good news is you can improve your IA. And I'll, I'll give you some ways you can do it. We've already talked about some of them. I don't know about you, but when I think of vacation, it's not quite complete if I'm not doing some movement, if I'm not getting out and having an experience. Why not join us for a vacation and move your body, laugh, experience joy with us in Europe this summer? That's right. The Lit Team is coming to Europe. We start off in Paris, France, July 15th through 16th. Ooh la la. We have two classes there. Prime your power and find your lift. We also have some excursions like private wine and vegan cheese tasting and a Sunday brunch. Then we head on to Frankfurt, Germany, July 18th through 20th. There I'm doing three classes, Power of the Pole, Master Soas, and Set to Launch. We also have a private guided bike tour that you can join us on. So it's not just in the studio, but outside. We congregate. We laugh, we experience good food, we have fun. And then finally, we will end up in Salzburg, Austria, July 22nd and 23rd. There will be three classes there, sustainable shoulders, better backbending, and spark. And then you can join us, I'm so excited for this, on a private Sound of Music bike tour. That's right. You can do things in the studio, outside the studio, move your body, learn from us. You don't have to be a Lit Daily subscriber. You don't even have to ever practice Lit. But do you want to know more about your body? Do you want to have hope for your future self by actually learning educational tools while having such a great time with us? So join us. Go visit the show notes and sign up. Remember, we're going to be in Paris, Frankfurt, and Salzburg. And we'd love, love, love to have you join us. Let's go to S. Okay. So S and interoception is really wrapped in all of this because, you know, stress is going to be also wrapped into that interoception. Stress itself. So S is actually stress less. Okay. So we want to lessen the amount of stress we have because stress can interfere with interoception. And Schultz explains, we, when we're in a stressful situation, our attention is typically shifted toward the challenging stimulus and therefore away from the body. 
So you can imagine that that happens once, not a big deal. But if you're kind of constantly in a chronic stress state, you really will disrupt that body awareness over time. So to go back to that improving your IA, one of the first things you have to do is you have to stress less. We all need to do that. We all need to uh, make sure that we're not stressing ourselves. And it's not just stressful situations. It's stress on our body. When we have the toll of habitual stress on our body, and that could be physical stress. It could be stress from not sleeping enough, not having um, the proper nutrition, all of these things. And the stress of you know daily life, if you have a very stressful job and you're constantly having this release of cortisol and adrenaline, then you are more likely to be predisposed to illness in the body. So let's nip that in the bud by trying to get out of chronic stress state and manage stress that does happen because stress is going to happen um, with more agility and more intelligence. And I'm not going to go down the whole pain path because I've done a whole episode on pain, but pain and stress are kind of two parts of the same puzzle, parts of the same process. You know, pain is your body is giving you information, but stress is giving you information as well. And stress can lead to pain, right? Too much of something that is chipping away at you, whether it's physically in your body, it's in your in, intestinal, it's on your it's in your heart, any system in your body, cardiopulmonary, um, that can lead to chronic pain and chronic stress. So there's a lot of crossover between the pain and stress. And so we have to first try and de-stress our body. And we have to listen to the things our body tells us. A lot of and, and then interpret it correctly. So sometimes when people feel, say for instance, uh, pain like like pain that's kind of pulling or burning, that's muscular pain. That could be you've injured something. And so you need to learn how to, you know, move better probably, stabilize better. So that's a type of pain. But then you can have pain that's just held in energy pain. And a lot of times that can be in the, the tissues, like the fascia. And that just feels very, it's almost like, a, you know, a chemical tension. It's, it's not. I'm just using that word. But... Movement is going to help this, and of course, that's going to come up in a minute, but relaxation is also going to help it. And movement can help you relax better, but not all movement is going to lead to that, right? So it, there's that, we don't want to injure ourselves or overdo it with excessive activity, excessive exercise, if that's, the, if that's who you might be. But we have to know that movement is going to improve our stress. It's going to help our mood. It's going to help our sleep. And then that's going to help the pain, tension, fatigue, any, any other signals that our body is giving us. By the way, P.S., this is assuming there isn't something other that's going on. Like you really have some kind of injury or um, early, you know, disease or recovery or things like that. So I hope you recognize I'm just, this is overall listening to your body. But whenever, whenever you're in doubt, 
go and go to a professional, but then if listen to what this person says and listen with your body, if it makes sense, and always go back for a second opinion if if it doesn't make sense, if you feel intuitively that you're not being heard. Okay, so we know to get back to this stressing less, we know that movement is going to help with the stress less situations. The more you can learn about your body and feel when you are getting stressed and capturing it on the early stages so it doesn't go into this cascade effect, that's going to help you as well. Because again, we're going to have stress in our life. We just need to know like how do we manage it? How do we move it and not swallow it up? Because then that can become stress and pain all throughout the body. Okay, so how else do we do this with tea? Um, time out and touch. So this also goes back to that stress less. You need to take time out, time out of your day where you pay attention to your body. You really nurture it like it's a, the temple that it is and connect your the feelings, the sensations, the mind, and the body so that you have a better communication and that will lead to this higher interoception as well. And one way to do that is bringing your hand onto your body. It could be you could place it, a lot of times we place it on the heart right above the heart center. We can feel the heart. We want to be able to actually Feel it from the hand and from underneath too. That interoception is actually being able to register your heart beating um, without putting your hand there. But putting your hand on your heart has a very grounding effect and it really helps you connect in that moment to your body, to your breath, to the touch. Why is touch important? Because that is giving us a sensation of the here and now in our body. Our mind is often not present. We think about what we have to do in the future. We ruminate what happened in the past. But being present is actually going to help that whole listening process because you can't listen very well if you're not in that in the in the in the present moment. So really feeling, feeling your body, putting your hand on your body, feeling your breath, connecting with your breath, that can also help you slow down your breath. So if you're stressing, this is a really nice way, putting your hand on your body, giving that sensation of grounding, and then practicing breathing without, you know, overly monitoring your breath, just trying to be relaxed with your breath. And when you do that, even for a few moments, getting more in tuned with your breath, with your hand on your chest, you can really find that present moment and listen. So know when it's time to take a break, a time out. It could be you're losing you're losing your you're losing your shit with your kids. You're about to explode at work or with your partner or on you're driving your car and you're angry at everybody who's, you know, making bad decisions and cutting you off. Like that is that is a sign that you need a break because you're not benefiting you or anyone. 
and you've kind of maxed out your body's limits of telling you, of giving you signs. So in that timeout, be present. Take a body scan. That's another great way. It could be close the door, lie on the floor, feel the grounding effect of being on the floor, connecting your body to the floor. Again, the more you get um, like the touch, the feedback into your body, the clearer it is that you can become present because you are your body is always present. And when you are focused on the here and now, you'll, you'll be able to listen. You'll be able to listen. What is your body telling you? And then you can tell your body back, okay, we're all right. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to release that frustration, that anger. I'm not going to take it out on somebody else. I'm not going to swallow it up. And that is also something you can take with you for the future. So you're learning more about yourself. You're taking that time out. You're giving yourself a touch and a touch point and really getting more in sync with all the signals that your body gives you and befriend your body in those moments. All right, L-I-S-T-E, you know it's going to be. If it was an M, it would be movement. It was E is exercise. So going back to Dr. Schultz, Dr. Schultz says, exercise is one of the best ways to increase interoception. It really helps us tune into our bodies while regulating any negative sensations and feelings. Okay, so we know that to be true if you practice any kind of mindfulness, body-based movement, you know, yoga, tai chi, um, getting on the treadmill and putting on a TV show is not the same. It's not that it's not bad. It's going to have, you know, some great effects for your heart rate and all that. But in terms of tuning in and increasing your interoception, you really want this ability to feel what's happening in the moment, to pay greater attention to your body sensations and and notice all without judgment, right? We're just, it's like introspection. We're observing, we're learning, we're listening, all of the stuff. So we want that and exercise is a great way to tune in. It's like a great, it's an antenna of, and it helps you tune in. So it's, sometimes it's like, the simpler things we don't think about. I think a lot of people know this intuitively, like exercises do, does something for me. I usually feel better. Yeah, you're going to feel better in a lot of ways, but in this pursuit to listen to your body because it's going to make you more uh, well-rounded, more resilient, and uh, and just feel more joy and harmony in your in your entire life, that, that exercise is going to help this interoception because it really taps into this intelligence. And that intelligence for interoception is in the body, it's in the signals. So this makes means our decision-making is better. That means that we are clearer with our feelings, we're clearer with our decisions, and that includes like, there's a whole interoception thing on food, and I don't wanna get into that, but you know, because there's a lot around food, but that's a way we care for ourselves. We The food, we, we get hunger signals and we respond and we respond. And then we, like I said, in that very beginning, when we learn about our body, what makes us feel fueled and energized versus bloated and, and heavy and not inspired. And those, we want to pay attention to those things. It's not perfection. It's like fine tuning. Because if we pay attention, we'll just remember the next time. Oh, I remember when I 
put that in my body, I didn't feel the greatest. So it's really um, so powerful to have this in your toolkit that exercise, movement, especially the types that are building more interoceptive awareness, like I mentioned, yoga, tai chi, because they get us into our body, into the internal workings and the feelings. And because we really are moment to moment trying to harness that, that paying attention. In, finally, mm, nourish. If we, the reason we have to listen to our body is because our body is probably the signals that our body is giving, the communication between body and brain and the perceptions in the mind, all of that interconnectedness is ultimately our biggest advocate if we really nourish it we nourish ourselves. We take care of ourselves. You know, sometimes even the really, the basic things like sleep and food and hydration can be a, a, a huge starting point for like improving those could really improve your interoception, could really improve your inter, your signaling, the signaling from body to brain. When we ignore like when we need to go to sleep, when we ignore when we're hungry, when we ignore when we're dehydrated, um, we are we, we adapt to that and we it's kind of like having earmuffs on. So we're not listening and then we don't really know when we are tired, when we are hungry, when we do need hydration versus we have a headache and we, we reach for something else. So get yourself on some kind of consistent schedule as a way of nourishing yourself so that you can start off by nourishing your mind and your body through sleeping, drinking plenty of water, eating he you know, um, healthfully that makes you feel energized. Because that's, again, you are your biggest advocate. You're the only one responsible at the end of the day. And commit to that because this is a lifelong practice and it's not about being perfect. In the nourishment that you're doing, honor your individual body and mind. What you might like doing might be different than me. And when I told you more, when I was learning about myself, like a lot of people love these morning routines. You'll see it on Instagram. People are waking up at five, taking a cold plunge, doing this. If that is not your individual body and mind, what your individual body and mind wants, or it's nourishing for you, then don't do it, right? I figured out that's for the most part not right now. That doesn't work for me. I feel more motivated a little bit later in the day. And then I'm, I'm really honoring and listening to myself and nourishing myself. If you are a morning person who loves to do that, great. That's just, I'm just giving that as an example. Don't be, you know, ashamed if you feel like you need nine hours of sleep and the, you know, person you live with needs six hours of sleep. You, you have, when you get to know yourself more, you're going to honor that and your signals will tell you what you need. And sometimes you'll need a little bit more and sometimes you won't. But that'll really, again, help your overall decision making. Remember that higher um, intro that like it was talking, the IA, you're going to make better decisions. And so you'll be able to say, eh, that's too late for me or that's too early for me or whatever it is. So Respect your own capacity and your own desires, um, your own preferences, and getting to know yourself more will help that because that's really nourishing you. This is about listening to you, right? You can use other people's 
kind of life lifestyles or um, workout styles as inspiration, but you don't like they're doing their thing. You need to do your thing because you need to listen to your body. That doesn't mean you don't need to challenge your body because your body is working for you and you can actually make it stronger and those signals stronger through some like robustness. So work your body, work your body with a enjoyable physical activity, get some guidance if you need it, whether it's, you know, an online platform or in person or a personal coach, but nourish yourself by listening to what like gets you up in the morning and, and makes you feel like I want to do that. Um, you know, when I go and I practice on my mat, even if I'm tired, I never say, oh, I'm not going to do that. I might not feel like it, but I know my body signals well, like I'm going to feel better when I do that versus when I don't do it. So I think the um, final take-homes, getting back to this listening, learn more about yourself and you are your best advocate, but listen to your body. And also in that, there's a whole cognitive, you know, I, I would say go into some cognitive behavioral stuff if you want to learn more, but also listening to your thoughts that aren't actually accurate, you know, like old stories or things that you've been told, because that's a type of listening as well. And listen to it and think, you know what, that's not accurate. I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite that. That's the wonderful thing. We are the author of our own story and we can edit it anytime. So you used to have some perception about yourself. I'm not coordinated. I'll never be able to do that. And then other people told you that, and that's all your, that's like your kind of written thing. Rewrite it, work on it, enjoy the challenge of it and be gentle on yourself. Negative self-talk is not going to help you listen to your body because you're going to be very focused on that and it will be draining. And that's a form of stress. And remember, stress is going to decrease your ability to listen to your signals, listen to your body and all the wisdom it has to tell you. So it's don't ignore or judge sensations in your body because we want the, we want to just use it all as different um, points of information. And the benefits of learning, this is from the Scientific American article on the article was called The Science of Healing Thoughts. The benefits of learning to listen to your body can be immense. It will allow you to make better decisions about your physical and mental health. Further, our mind's perception of events informs and guides our immune system to help us be better able to respond to future threats. Tuning in to your mind and body is the ultimate form of self-care. As you learn more about yourself, it will allow you to make better choices in general. You will become healthier, happier, and more resilient as you develop stronger intuition, self-efficacy, and autonomy. So that was from Scientific American. Okay, so I love that. That's, that's what I want to end with. There's so many benefits. Take time. Learn about yourself exercise, nourish yourself, advocate for yourself. And my final thought here is, a, is from a wonderful quote from Naria Nayara Waid. And I said to my body softly, 
I want to be your friend. It took a long breath and replied, I've been waiting my whole life for this. So let's be our body's friend. Let's listen and honor and love and nourish. And I really hope this helped you in any way today. Let's do this together. And as always, I'm pulling for you. 